welcome to another episode of Late to the Party. I don't know if you can hear the excitement or happiness in my voice, but this is a hundred percent from all of the people that have given me such positive feedback. I love my friends and family so much. I call them family because I feel like my friends are my family at this point and vice versa. So why separate it when it's just a big ball of people that love you and that you love back? So again, I want to thank everyone that listened to my first episode, everyone that sent a text, a call, a reshare, a post, left a comment. I really appreciate you guys. As you know from my first episode, I was a little nervous to post, but now your girl's out here. I can see the bars on my podcast just hitting through the roof. My vocals are too high, but I will pull it back. So anyway, today's the second episode and we are going to be talking about self acceptance, self-care, self-love, because I came around really late to that game. I am 30 years old, and I don't know if I could 100% confidently say that I'm 100% self-accepting. I'm at like a 75. I'm getting close, but there were some rocky points along the way, so I want to talk about that and share that with you guys. Um, I want to say this for anyone out there who is wasting their time in college looking at their thighs and their tummy let me tell you girl some of you just appreciate that body appreciate it I look back on pictures right now and I'm like what the hell was I thinking what was I doing why was I sad I should have been promenading through the streets much more confident than I was but it's learning lessons so I'm here to tell the younger listeners viewers just love yourself, okay? You're fine, you're beautiful, you're made specially and beautifully by God or whoever you believe in. So yeah, but let's kick this off. So as I mentioned, I'm 30 years old and I was, I feel like I've always been active since childhood. I loved sports, I was always in sports, um, but I also liked eating so that wasn't very helpful and then on top of that I am first generation American so my family originally comes from Angola and I don't know if you know about African food but it's really hearty it's zesty it comes from love and passion um mainly potato passion rice passion three kinds of meats passion there's just a lot of options like no one ever went hungry and that was also my mom's way of showing love. She loved making a full meal. She loved having meals out for us. And that's actually something that I look back on and I took for granted because a lot of kids got home and they didn't have dinner or they didn't have lunch or they didn't have snacks. They didn't have anybody waiting for them. And my mom was always there. I specifically remember friends asking me to come over, not because they were, you know, like my friends, but because they wanted my mom's cooking. And if you ask them to this day, they will say that's true. Um, so her food was flavorful. It was zesty. Uh, but old girl didn't know how to limit herself. And when I say old girl, I'm talking about me. So there were some years where we were bigger, we were smaller. And throughout it all, it was a lot of what does this mean? How am I valued? I'm skinny now and I'm getting more attention. I'm chubbier now and I'm not getting as much attention. And especially as a girl in this society, 
whether it's from movies or high school or songs on the radio, music videos, and I came up in the 90s era where we, era, yeah, era, where we had like TRL, BET, Top Music 100, like a music video only premiered on MTV, you can find it on YouTube, and a lot of the, uh, let me say, a lot of the common themes, which within most of the music videos, movies, whatever, were thin is in. Thin wins. Let's put it that way. Okay? All the girls that were the hotties, thin. All the girls that got talked to, all the girls that got promoted, put in the video, whatever, thin, thin, thin. So you start thinking to yourself, hmm, maybe this is the only way that I can live my life, being thin. And of course, when you're younger, like, your thin isn't even cute. It's literally child weight, pudge, or straight, like, thin bones. So it's even sad that we think of it that way as children because we are literally still growing. Like, us being quote-unquote thin is just, some of it could be malnutrition. Like, we'll get there. But I remember just not letting myself eat all day until... A certain hour and then I would just gorge and then I was done and I was like all right now I love how us 90s kids want to call that um intermittent fasting so I was intermittent fasting in sixth grade and it was not working the way it's working for everyone on Instagram let me just say but anyway so growing up I always loved sports. I played sports mostly to get my energy out, not really ever thinking about it as a weight loss situation. Um, but of course, Oprah hit the scene and then it was like this whole weight loss thing became the focal point. Um, weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, there was all this conversation around weight in the 90s. That was just kind of like a huge campaign, I want to say. Um, and so... I remember, I think I was, okay, and some also backstory. So I went to an all-private Catholic school. Some people can say that it is detrimental to your growth, you know, to not be around other people that look like you. And of course, the more I think back on it, the more I think of, oh, I wish I saw people with bigger butts or bigger thighs or, you know, like me, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, there were also a lot of Hispanic kids in our neighborhood. Um, there were Asian kids in our neighborhood. Like, it wasn't just blonde, blue-eyed and me. So I feel like that was the benefit of where I went to school. Um, but yeah, so I remember sixth grade, everyone was just doing this, like, bathing suit situation. And I was for the first time starting to compare myself to other people or other girls I should say and it just wasn't adding up you know like the way her bathing suit looked and the way my bathing suit looked seemed different so to me that's the first time I can remember being like okay weight is a is a real thing body image is a real thing and I feel like it's always been something that's played into my mind until I got to high school. So high school, my freshman and sophomore year, I was doing the damn thing, playing two sports, loving it, um, just living in my truth. And then I had to switch schools my junior year and 
the way I got through it was eating. So this is the first time that I was like expanding because um, I just didn't know how else to process my feelings. I didn't know who to talk to. I was like blown okay I put in all this work my freshman year my sophomore year I made my friends and then I had to go to a new school do all this and I just didn't have the energy so instead of pushing through and making that my priority I ate all my junior year so then I looked at myself in the mirror that wasn't it so senior year I decided okay I'm going to go out for a sport every season and I'm going to work this off. I'm going to work out. And I did. I made cheerleading, dance, basketball, and soccer all my senior year. When I say it out loud now, it's something that I should pat myself on the back for. At the time, I just felt like... I feel like when we're younger, we don't really... We're more naive about thinking about the what-ifs and the oh my gosh and the this and the that. Um, So it's easier to kind of attain goals. But I'm proud of myself for attaining that goal. And I don't think it's bad to be proud of yourself for things so I'm gonna leave that in the podcast but I'm gonna move on so senior year was up we were going to college and oh man so college was fun but it's the first time that I had no one there to tell me can't eat this can't eat that can't drink this can't do that and so I want to say my fresh my freshman 15 had twins because I definitely had like a freshman 30 situation going on and I was thicker than thick I'm, I love I don't even know if thick is the right word because it wasn't like in the right places it was not a cute situation it just was thick and I say this not to put down anyone that is a thicker girl or anyone that is of the chubbier persuasion like bodies are beautiful. I'm just simply telling you how I felt and how my story goes along to get me to where I am now. And at the moment, I wasn't happy with that. I didn't want the thick thick. I didn't want more pushing for the cushion. Cushion for the pushing? You know what I mean. So freshman year, I am driving home, come back from college. Of course, you get the relatives, you get the friends, you get the parents asking what's what's going on, where, what happened here. Um, So again, I told myself, I am going to lose this weight. Actually, I don't even think it was the end of freshman year. It was fall break. So like, I went back to school and I was like, okay, this is going to be, I'm going to button it up. I'm going to keep it cute, keep it together and just lose all this weight. And I don't think people talk about how much anorexia and bulimia and the overworking out how big this is on college campuses because I can remember going to the gym I would go to the gym for like two hours a day I would take two classes and then after taking two 45 minute classes I would run on the treadmill for an hour and looking back on that yes I had a lot of energy could have been the diet pills but like that's not normal it's not okay and I feel like people need to address it in the moment you think like oh I've got to burn four hours in between class and it's like okay well you don't have to burn all four hours at the gym so that was kind of my plan I came back from school I'm sorry I went back to school and my mission was to lose weight so I was limiting my calories I was taking these fat burner green tea pills 
I was working out maybe three, four hours a day, morning or night, sometimes both, and I started losing the weight. No shit, you know? Like, you're not doing it in a natural way. You are just being wild. So, um, so I ended up losing like 45 pounds, I want to say, and I, I want to put this in perspective. I lost 45 pounds which in, within three months, which is not only not healthy, it is also not anything that I would recommend. And it, since college already has that like binge drink culture, you start to realize, oh, I could just drink a ton and then if I was doing the purge situation, I could just blame it on drinking versus it actually being part of the disordered eating that I was, you know, partaking in. So that became the rest of my college. The rest of my college was the restricted eating, overworking out, just cutting corners and doing things that I needed to, um, to stay small. Because if I enjoy life and if I enjoy eating the way I want to, my body is different. If I restrict myself and if I push that extra mile, I can achieve the goals that I want to. But at the same time, I wasn't achieving goals. I was just restricting my life. Like, it was so restrictive. And so, um, fast forward, I go to California for my internship, which is what I touched on in the first episode. And California was a great experience, but it was horrible for my self-esteem. It was horrible for the disordered patterns that I already had. And, you know, when you go there, everybody is so tiny. So I just want to let you guys know how tiny you see girls on TV or how tiny you see them in interviews. They are tinier in person. Like the camera adds weight. So imagine that. I would be walking into restaurants. I would be walking into work even. And this girl is like, rail thin okay just sitting there and again I'm not trying to talk down on anybody's body if that's your authentic body and you're just skinny by nature like congratulations I wish but nothing against your body I'm just talking about the people that you can tell and clearly have a disorder um and so I remember the first day I walked into the internship I because you know we fuck with Chipotle and Nova so Chipotle was the first thing that I got and I bring it into the office and two of my co-workers just looked over and they were like wow you're gonna eat all that you are so brave that's so brave and then just turn back around now you tell me how you get through a barbacoa bowl with double rice sour cream lettuce tomatoes, corn, salsa. How do you get through that bowl after somebody has told you that you are brave for Chipotle? Okay? It was horrible. So I promised myself that day that I would never bring a Chipotle bowl ever to work again. So I did salads from there on out. I ate salads every day for lunch. I already didn't really like breakfast, so I was having green tea for salads. And then my dinner was kind of whatever was at my uncle's house. Um, but at the same time, I had already, like, restricted myself where I didn't really feel that hungry. So 
on top of the 45 pounds that I had lost from school, I had lost another 15 pounds while I lived in California. Because on top of eating all the salads, it's just like a picturesque place. So everybody is running, biking, hiking, like there's a thousand hikes. And my schedule, like I told you also the in the last episode, was probably four days a week that I was at the internship and then the other time I was at work. But... I had a lot of free time in between that so I would again like just pack that in with workouts so I was either hiking which would take me two and a half hours or I would go for like four mile runs I would go bike for two miles I would like end up by the beach when I lived in Culver City like it was a lot and I had a lot of time to waste burn basically so when I came back from California I was completely different and when you're in that mindset when you're in that space people tell you you look amazing people tell you you know oh my god you're so beautiful you're so this you're so that but if I were to go back and talk to that girl that looked that amazing and that great she was miserable like miserable having to think about everything you're going to eat all the time having to remind yourself that you have to run running when you're like you feel like vomiting like just There's so much that women and men, I know men have their own challenges, but I'm a girl, so this is going to be a woman-focused issue at the moment. Um, We just go through a fucking lot when we have to deal with our bodies, when we have to deal with our images, and it's not healthy. I can't wait for the day that what you look like is not equated to your self-worth or your self-confidence, and I can't even lie, I'm still not there. Like, it's going to take a while for me to get there, but I'm trying. So, I come back from California. My mom's like, what the hell? And, like we discussed earlier, we ate good at the house. So, she's like, what the, what are you eating? Like, what's happening? Um, So, I came back from California, settled back into my childhood room, and that's kind of where I hung out until I got a job, found, or started dating my boyfriend, moved in with him, And honestly, the disordered patterns that I had kind of, they kind of stuck around for a while. I can vividly remember him and I went to go eat sushi and I was so disgusted with myself that I told him to take me to McDonald's so that I could purge it out. And that was, to me, that was just normal. And I thought that that was how life goes. Um... But it's not, as I've come to realize. And there's also so much that plays into that. Like, it's, you should never eat to the point of nausea. You should never eat to the point of you're so stuffed that you can't move. Like, learning to eat and learning to be intuitive, those are all things that I'm still learning at my age. And I feel like my problems with eating and with food are going to be with me forever. And I've come to terms with that, and I'm fine with that. But... What I want to share in this podcast is your number on the scale and your number on your genes do not say or define your type of personality. Now, if you're trying to be a model or if you're trying to be an actress or a singer, please stop listening to this podcast because I don't think this advice will work for you, unfortunately. Um, But I'm talking to the other people that are going into maybe desk jobs like 
we as women need to stick together. And the worst part of it is, is that women are worse to women sometimes. Like, I do not need you to tell me how to feel about myself. Because trust me, I'll feel worse. I'll make myself feel worse than you ever could. 100%. 10 out of 10. So I hope that if you learn anything from listening to this podcast is whenever you see a girl and she's being nice, just be nice back. Throw her a compliment. It's not hard to say like, hey, like your hair, like your jeans, like your necklace, whatever, just anything. Like we all need to start appreciating ourselves more, but we also need to appreciate the women around us. Let's build a stronger community. Let's be better together. Then we can all just, you know, succeed. Um, but yeah, so I moved back from California. I met my boyfriend then at then. Then I met my boyfriend at the time. Um, and you could say I put on some love weight. I was a happy girl. So I was eating happily. And I've kind of been in that happy zone for a while. But now when I say that, I'm comparing myself to the girl that came from California. So not only am I happy emotionally, but I mean... I'm happy eating wise, I'm happy physically, it's just I look different. And I feel that as I'm still learning to love myself and get my health on track, which is going to be another episode because I just learned this thing called gut health and I'm not a professional so I'm definitely going to get somebody who knows about that to talk about that with you guys but I feel like that's something that I should definitely be focusing on and just being more intuitive, being healthy, not like being mad at myself if I don't work out, not being mad at myself if I eat a bit more chocolate than I should. Because especially in this pandemic, okay, it is, you got to do what's going to get you to tomorrow. And if that's eating a bar of Hershey's, then don't eat it again the next day. But don't be mad at yourself. Like you're not going anywhere. You're just at home. I'm in this like love, wait, happy period, but what I've been learning the most about and through the pandemic is that life is so short. It is not promised and I'll be damned if I am on my deathbed and I did not give myself the happiness of enjoying a Chipotle bowl or of going for a walk or a stroll and then ending up at an Italian pizza place. Like, it's life is short. Just enjoy yourself. Yes, things are going to come up. Events, um, lifestyle changes, all those things. But let's just be healthy. Let's prioritize ourselves. Let's put our happiness first. I, I know that there's, especially living in Northern Virginia, I have been around some families and it's all patterns it's what you know it's what you're born into and there's a lot of disordered eating patterns that get um sent down the river and i'm saying that in the sense of like it's not your genetics it's that your mom's eating salad all the time and she makes you feel guilty for eating anything else so now you eat salads all the time and you feel guilty and you pass it on and you pass it on you pass it on you pass it on and it's we just have to be honest with ourselves sometimes about the the barriers that we need to break and the family chains that we need to sometimes look into because you are your own person 
yes, you are a product of your environment and yes, you are a product of your parents. But at the end of the day, what you want to do and how you want to live, eat, breathe, be is it depends on you. So just do what's best, do what's healthy, love yourself. And I think the best um, tip slash memory that I have is I remember I was feeling so bad about myself and I think I was like nine. This is how sick it is that girls are so wrapped up into their looks at such a young age. Um, but I think I was like nine and I was talking to my brother and my sister and we were just going back and forth about things that we didn't like and such cuties that they were. I was like legit hated myself and so we did like this mirror thing and we all had to look into a mirror and talk about how great we are and blah 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 but I say that because sometimes you've just got to look yourself in the mirror even as a 30 year old as a 60 year old as a 90 year old just give yourself some words of affirmation like hey girl you look cute where are you going what traffic you're trying to stop what are we doing tonight like just just love yourself just be kind to yourself Give yourself the acknowledgement that you wish other people would need or that other people would give you because if you don't love yourself, how do you love another person? And that's on period. I'm just being honest. You can't be in a relationship. You can't fully love someone else until you fully love yourself because then that's when you start to creep in with the dating the wrong people, people pleasing, trying to make up for all these things that at the end of the day you can give yourself it's not worth it so I just love you guys thank you so much for listening to another episode um I'm doing good for now so it's gonna be a battle forever but I'm happy where I am now and I'm just going to make sure that I make healthy and wise choices. And if you guys have any stories that you'd like to share or if you're a dietitian that's listening to this and you want to send me over some tips and tricks, that would be most helpful. You can find me on Instagram at LizBeauty underscore MUA, I believe, unless I changed it because I change it like every day. And then the other day I was like LizBeauty710. Um, but okay. Yeah. So Liz Beauty underscore MUA on my Insta and then don't even worry about Twitter. Don't even worry about Snapchat. I'll just, I'll hit you back on that. Um, so love you guys. Have a great night. I'll see you in another one. I'm sorry. I'm